Today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy. If you don't have a website, your business might as well not exist. If you want to give it a try, head to trygodaddy.com slash profit. Now, let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, Profiteers. Welcome to the Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 73. So today's episode, our interview focuses on online marketing and some of the exciting opportunities and interesting challenges there. Whatever kind of business you are a part of, whether you're just focusing on the business of you trying to get a raise and move up in your career and improve your personal finances, or you're doing an entrepreneurial side hustle looking to take it full time or just keep it as a side hustle, it is incredibly important today that you manage your online presence and reputation. You know, a big part of that is having your own .com domain name. I had recently spent $1,000 to buy ericrosenberg.com. I paid $500 for personalprofitability.com. And I looked at these as investments in branding and you know, building out my, my future online. Without having that ownership of that piece of online real estate, you never know what'll happen. Check out our sponsor at personalprofitability.com slash GoDaddy if you're interested in domains. But that's not what we're really focusing on today. Today, we're focusing on the social media side, the promotion side. And that's what guest Stephanie Lahart, who we'll talk to in just a moment, focuses her days on. She helps people take their Twitter and their Facebook and other social networking to the next level. And a lot of people don't realize the power of these social networks. I was talking to my dad about it recently. He's an older guy in his 60s. He's not on Facebook. And I was pointing out to him that there's a billion people, that's a billion with a B on Facebook. That is three times the number of people in the United States. You know, there's huge numbers of people active on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest, all these sites, Instagram, Snapchat, every single day. And if you run any kind of online business, even if you can get to just a tiny fraction of that giant social networking audience, you can completely revolutionize, change and improve your business or your personal brand. There's people who find jobs because of Twitter and people who've found audiences on YouTube and built these giant seven-figure, six-figure brands online, including myself. I have a six-figure income online now, and it all started because of my blog. Little did I know, as I've said before, I was writing my resume when I was writing all those blog posts starting nine, almost 10 years ago now. Wow, I feel like a dinosaur in blogger years. I'm aging. (laughs) But no matter how much expertise I have, no matter how much experience I have, and and this goes for all of us, we can always learn more. There's always something new. We can always be better. And that is what Stephanie is all about and going to share with us today. In about a minute, we will dive into that interview right after this. I registered my first domain ever on March 29th, 2007. More than 10 years ago, I signed up for my GoDaddy account. And in the years since, I have registered dozens of domains with GoDaddy. If you are an individual who wants to succeed in your own personal life or a business who wants to grow, you need a website. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And to get a good website, you need a good domain and even hosting. If you want to get your website going with very few technical skills, head to try godaddy.com slash profit to give it a try. That's try godaddy.com slash profit. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to have a second episode recorded here live at Podcast Movement, and I am with my new friend who I actually just met yesterday, Stephanie Lahart. And Stephanie is an awesome, I'd say a, a gem of social media knowledge that I am thrilled to have on the show. So welcome to the show and say hello to everyone. Thank you so much, Eric. It's been a pleasure being around this convention and meeting so many creative people like you. I have to say, I'm new to the whole blog conference thing. Um, I didn't even know that this was a thing, basically. It's been a transformative, huge yeah. part of my life for now seven years. I went to the very first FinCon. I'm sure listeners of this podcast have heard about FinCon so many times. They're probably blue in the face about it by now. But I'm actually sitting at the FinCon booth right now recording, like a testament to, to how big it is to me. And if it hadn't been for the things I learned at FinCon going every year, I wouldn't have learned what I have that took me on the journey to being able to leave my job, grow, grow my, my business as a side hustle, as a personal finance blogger and podcaster, and now making a full living as a freelancer online. It's, it's great. I keep telling people my story about how I have this tough life where I have to you know, work at home and live by the beach and hang out with my daughter and wife whenever I want, but somebody's got to do it. So how did you get into the world of social media and what you do today? Well, you know, there's an interesting saying, Eric, that wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. And I couldn't agree with that more because I actually started back in web design. That was my career uh, for many years, how I made my living and, and did quite well at it. Uh, and, you know, I got in, in in the early, early 90s. So really at the forefront of just designing websites for all different kinds of businesses. And I did that for many years and I really, really enjoyed it. And here's the thing, technology started catching up with us incredibly quickly in the last, I'll say, five years. Whereas before, as a small business or an entrepreneur, if you wanted a website, your options were really limited. And now it's so easy to, to build your own website, literally overnight, and have a really, really good professional website. And when I started seeing that happening, I started really kind of talking to the people that I was meeting that previously would have come to me for a website. It's like, okay, I have a website, but what now? Well, the next question became, well, how do I get people to my website? How do I make people aware of my business? How do I find people that legitimately want to work with me and I want to work with them? And that's when I started transitioning more into the online and then social media marketing sphere because really that's truly a, a, such a pivotal part of the entrepreneur piece that I really felt that there was a need that I could fulfill for that. And it's been an incredible journey for me. Uh, social media, as we were talking about a few minutes ago, literally changes every month now. The tools are different, how we use it's different. So things that you were even using six months ago may not even be viable. They might not even be available. Last year we had so many uh, different live streaming services, video streaming services. Uh, three of them are gone. So you really need to keep up on what's happening with social media and not only that, but understand how to utilize it as a tool for growing your business instead of just making it another checkbox in your to-do list of your business. So that's really where I try to help these professional, I call them my passionate professionals, you know, utilize this as a way to grow their business. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's going back to the to the web design and web development world. That was about 20% of my income and about 80% of my time when I left my job. I did it. It was like almost an exact 80/20 analysis. It was 76% of my revenue was coming from writing and 20% ish from web development work. But I got to learn. You know, over the years, I built my first website in high school. I was it was a professional wrestling fan website for The Rock. I have to admit, but that is how I learned HTML and then over the years I picked up 
CSS and PHP and a little JavaScript, a little Python. You know, all these words are probably scary to most people. You don't have to know them to build a website. I actually have a post with a video that shows me going from zero website to having a website up and running with WordPress in four minutes and 58 seconds. And that includes me doing some talking along the way. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes because you absolutely have no excuse today to not have a website. Like even if it's even if you don't have any interest in self-employment and side hustles and building your own business, building your brand up is so important because that's a part of your career and your life trajectory. And you know, when you're looking for the next job or the next career move, they're going to Google you. And what do you want to come up in Google? Your Facebook profile, which no matter how secret you have it, there's probably still something they'll find, or a website that you designed and created to show your best self. You know, think about that. That's an important thing. But back to social media. No, but that's very true. Well, first of all, I, I do want to just put out a public service announcement here. There is no privacy online. I know people like to think my profiles are private or I use a fake name or whatever. Somebody said to me the other day, well, I never use my real birth date on anything and then they can't track me. <laughs> I have news for you. All of your personal information is out there. And I don't mean that in a scary way. It's just it is what it is because we now are a digital age. If you have a driver's license, all of your personal information is readily available online. Now, to say, you know, that could be like scary and people are stalking me and watching me. Here's the thing. You're not that interesting. Unless you are a high name celebrity, people are not that interested in your personal information, so you need to just back off and don't worry about it. Now with that said, social media is, like you said, a really great way of making the connection, and not only in a, in a way of just growing your business, but also in a personal way. And going back to what you said about websites, you know, I tell people when I meet them and they have a business idea, I said, do not try to build a website for yourself unless you're going to become a web designer professional, because it serves no purpose, because there are some just really click and play websites, those plug and play models, you have the website up, build your business, you know? Unless you're going to be a designer, don't worry about designing your website. And, and I laugh when you said about Python and CSS and HTML. That's how we started. I mean, I was a self-taught HTML programmer back in the early 90s and I loved it. But that is not how you build your website today. And, you know, moving forward, even with social media, again, you don't have to be an expert in social media, you just have to know how to utilize it for your business and how to get to talk to the people that are going to be interested in your business. So when people come to me, the number one question I get, Eric, you know what it is? Tell me what's the best social media tool and what are the best times to post? They're always interested in what are the best times to post? What's the best tool to use? And that question, the answer to it, actually varies so much for the business. And honestly, there is no optimal time for anything because your audience is always international. So you can't really sit there and say 9 a.m. on a Monday morning is when you're going to get the optimum amount or whatever. It depends on your business. Now, a perfect example of that is most of the LA, I'll say the most of the LA people that I'm working with, we do make it a point when we're doing a mailing list or we're sending out a mailing list or some kind of promotional thing like that, we do stick to a nine to five schedule, which means that all of our promotional mailings will go out at, by 6 a.m. on that business day for most businesses. However, I do work with actually somebody who is an event location manager, which means that she plans and books all of the spaces for commercials and TV and film. Her people, her location managers that are specifically planning for these these films and TVs, 
they only, only check their email at 8 o'clock at night, which means her emailings, you know, that are describing her properties and bookings only go out at 8 p.m. at night. She's the only one that I do that for. So it's, once again, a perfect example is you have to talk to your right audience at the right time. And going back to social media, it's like it's really about learning what works within that various social media tools. So how you talk to somebody on Instagram is very different from how you talk to somebody on Twitter. And that's important to know that difference. And you know, once you start your business, like I said, you really have to hone in on who it is you're talking to and what that kind of message is. So for you being in the financial sector, you know, what do what some of your tweets look like or what does some of your messaging look like that you're even doing? I mean, most of it is around you know, personal finance and entrepreneurship. It's you know, improving your money, budgeting, saving more, and earning more. Right. So is it teaching them specifically how to do it for themselves or? Yes, yes, right. absolutely. Right. So you can't sit there and say like, you know, they would generally be like, well, they're only going to look at my stuff in the morning. I mean, they're looking at that all day long, especially, in fact, you're probably have a 24 hour cycle because anybody who's serious about starting to manage their business, let me tell you something, that quickly becomes a hobby obsession in itself. I know for me, uh, when I actually started doing my own investing years ago, I couldn't read enough about it. Oh yeah. And um, it's so exciting. You know, it's exciting to have that power, to understand how money works and how it can work for you. And you know what? That's something that they don't teach enough of in, in any of our schooling systems. It is oh, something that they should start agree. teaching from grade school of how money works, like what money means. And I really think that loss of concept is such a disservice to people. And you know what happens is you have some great pins up here. What's your money story? Let me tell you what the money story is for most people. It's a story of fear, and you know that. Oh, yeah. That's... They have such emotional fear about where, what happens with their money. Um, you know, and I deal with that every day. So when I am talking to especially small business owners, they have a fear of money, and it leads them to have a fear of hiring staff. And if you don't hire staff to grow your business, in some regards, whether that's going to be virtual or whatever, you can only do so much with your time. And your business will only grow to a certain level. So what I do, what a part of my service is, and that I do really well, is I help you build that strategy for your social media. So it doesn't become this overwhelming thing, like I said earlier, this checkbox that you have to, okay, I did that. If you think about it strategically and you actually get into a scheduling system, you can do a lot of it yourself. You don't have to sit there and say, well, I need to hire a separate person for that because here's the thing too a lot of times they're not going to understand your business the way you do nobody will really understand Eric the way you do of how you're speaking to your people of what your message is and a lot of times even if you're working with a V or something like that you're going to find you have to write out so much of it that you know what you could just schedule it yourself too and that's really what I excel in is like giving you the tools and the power to take that you know, much like you teach people the financial tools, I give them social media tools and power that they understand what that means and also that they start to respect what it means. Because I think in a lot of ways when you have a free tool, like a social media tool, you can get, get uh, discounted a lot insofar as like, eh, I don't pay for it so I don't have to really respect it. Well, whether you pay for it or not, if what you're paying for is with your time. Oh, absolutely. So. So if someone is at the very early stages, either you know, about to launch their first website or have recently launched it, whether it's you know, a personal brand site or a side hustle related to some hobby or, or passion that they're trying to turn into a blog or podcast kind of business, what are the best strategies to get started when you're brand new in social media, trying to use it as a business rather than just staying connected with friends and family? 
Well, number one, whether you're going to use all of the social media outlets uh, from the get-go or not, I recommend that you do make sure that you um, you do get your name, whatever the name's going to be. You make sure that you uh, own that. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you go and claim your name, okay? <laughs> so go and claim your name across all the channels immediately. So whether or not you're ever going to use LinkedIn for your business, it doesn't matter. Whether or not you're really going to use Twitter, it doesn't matter. Make sure you claim that space so then you have the option moving forward to actually be able to do something with it. Then the next thing you want to do is see where the people that you're going to be talking to are hanging out. If you're doing something in finance, I would immediately say you're going to have a lot of people on Twitter. And I don't know, is that something that you utilize a lot? Oh, definitely. Twitter yeah. Twitter, and Facebook are my two biggest social platforms. Exactly. I mean, I would, I would look at where my audience is going to be and, and that would be my starting point. And I also, I would pick one social media tool to start with so you don't feel that overwhelm of like, I've got to do everything. And then start seeing what people, comparatives we call them, comparatives in your field are doing, and, and then start modeling after that and see what's going to work and what people respond to. Um, a good place for something like that is Facebook, to see what kind of Facebook posts people respond to and, and what's going to work for that. And then also, making sure that you know within the tool that you've chosen, what that tool responds to, what the algorithm responds to. Something like Facebook, free tip here, here's your free social media hack. With Facebook, unless you're posting custom content all the time, Facebook's not showing it to anybody. So if you think you're just going to grab even a link to your blog and you're just going to put a blog link on there, you'll notice probably in your own stats that maybe 14 people out of the 2,000 people that are following you see it. If you go on and you actually take an image, whether it's an image of you, a stock image you've pulled, some kind of image, you make that image part of the post and the link secondary, you'll notice suddenly 200 people have been exposed to your actual post. So there's your free social media hack right there. But why, the reason I'm telling you about Facebook is that's something new within the last six months that they've been so really strict about that stuff. And that's something that you really have to keep up on in order to get even your posts seen by people who legitimately care about you. Another platform that a lot of, especially male bloggers and podcasters have ignored for years is Pinterest, though that's like the fire hose of traffic source if you know how to use it right. So what are your tips for someone starting with no following on Pinterest to get involved and start moving that train in motion? Pinterest is so underused by so many men that I meet in, in any kind of business genre, but I will say, if you go on Pinterest, do you know who has like a gigantic following and is using it heavily? A man that you're about to tell me about. I'm not going to tell you about that man. You know who else though? The NHL? Hockey? Yes. Please go on uh, the NHL's uh, Pinterest and you will see how to utilize it properly. All of the sports teams are on there using it really, really well. Uh, they, uh, the National Football, what's the National Football? NFL, NFL. I was going to trip <laughs> over that for a second. When you see what's happening on there and see the amount of followers and the interaction, you'll understand there are men on Pinterest, so that whole feeling that we had in the beginning that it was really some place to post your wedding photos, that's gone. Um, you have to really start seeing how the tool itself has evolved into being, like you know what you said, an actual marketing tool. So to go back to your original question, if you're getting on something like Pinterest, what you need to do is first look at the content you have that would be appropriate to repin on Pinterest. You as a blogger and a prolific writer, you have so much writing that you could then put on Pinterest. And again, touching back to utilizing the tool, how the tool wants to be used, Pinterest is about creating, again, a graphic that then links to your content. So it's not so much that you just take a link from your blog or whatever writing you've done and you slap that link up on Pinterest with um, you know, just some generic uh, graphic. 
It's take the time to actually create what we call the Pinterest graphic, attach that to your blog, and you will start to see traffic coming through that. In fact, if you're not using Pinterest enough, you and I will talk about it after this interview because it's something that'll definitely get you traffic. I actually use three tools that are part of my Pinterest flow. I have Social Warfare, that's a premium plugin I have on the blog. Fantastic. And that lets me attach images that are specified for Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. I use Canva, my VA does this, yeah. and hops on to create the images that we attach. And then we use Tailwind to schedule uh, blog posts and podcast episodes with those custom images to you know, blast out at the right times. And there's a really cool feature on there called Tribes that's a unique Tailwind feature that uh, isn't part of the core Pinterest feature, but it's a really neat way to spread your content love out among other people with similar focuses. So those yeah. are our tools, but you know, as with anything, you know, I'm not perfect at, at it all and there's definitely more to learn. And we can always learn more. You know, none of, no matter how much of an expert any of us are, right. there's always something we can get better at. And you know, Pinterest is definitely one of those places for me I, I look to improve over the next coming months and years. Yeah, and what's interesting is at least five of the words that you just recited are total foreign words to the people that are listening to us right now. They're like, wait, what is this Tailwind? What is this Edgar? What is this? What else do I have to learn? And that feeling of having to learn something else can put people into a state of fear. And what happens when you're in fear? You stop. Same thing with financial. When you're in a place of fear, instead of being like, okay, let me let me learn this bit by bit. It's just like when you're learning any language. When we were children, we didn't have that fear. And as we grow older, we have a fear of learning. And it's the same thing with social media. So what I try to do with my clients is to remove that level of fear so that they start understanding that although the social media landscape changes all the time, don't approach it as, oh my God, I have to learn something else. It's just, no, you naturally morph and you change, just like a garden. You know, gardens are always growing. Things grow and they die. There's a natural life cycle. It's the same thing with your social media marketing and with your business. Uh, and once you take that fear factor out, you're able to move forward in a way that's much more productive. And then be able to approach new tools and say, yes, I use Tailwind, or yes, and how do I do this? Or, you know what, Tailwind has a new feature. How can I integrate this to build my business in a better way? Uh, so speaking of fear, a few episodes back, we had my buddy Brad Finkel die on the show, and we had a great story he shared about stepping into your fear and overcoming fear. So if you have that as a, something holding you back, definitely go back, check the show notes. We'll have a link to that episode with Brad. But for today, you know, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and chat with me. And we're busy at the conference, so nailing someone down to, to sit at a table for a half hour is, is quite a challenge. But if people want want to connect with you, want to find you, want to learn more, where should they go? Uh, they can go to my website, which is Boomtown Marketing. That's boom with a B. Boom as a big boom and a town, marketing.com. And connect with me on all of the socials. I am Boomtown Biz. And if you have questions for me, I would love to help you, you know, figure out your social media. That's what I do. That's my passion. You know, I want to remove the fear of social media and, and make it something that actually grows your business. Well, I love that. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for hanging out and, and taking the time. Thank you. There's another one in the books, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you found that interview as insightful as me. Definitely check out Stephanie and her website online. There will be links in the show notes at personalprofitability.com slash episode 73. That's the number 73, not spelled out. We'd love to have you leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. We had a review left in July by another Eric. What a great name, Eric. 
He said, Eric and his guests share inspiring and actionable lessons on reaching all of your goals through thoughtful personal finance. Highly recommend listening and subscribing if you want the knowledge and mindsets to achieve financial success and live your ideal life as a result. Thank you so much, Eric, for leaving that review and five-star rating. You the man. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone else, for listening and sticking around to the end. As always, reviews, sponsors, all that good stuff, please do it. Share it with a friend. So thank you all for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. Thank you.